0: Hey, it's Brian, and welcome to TPN The Walk-On. At today's pod, we talk about my three-in-one Browns. Oh yeah, every bet Joel made over the weekend, and we get to talk to New York Times best-selling author, Jeff Perlman. And now, from the bet bunker in Brooklyn, here is your host, Joel Walkowski. Sponsored by John Wilkes Booth. Is yeah. that is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, you're over there in the John Wilkes.
0: I like it. I like it. If
1: John Wilkes Booth was around today, you probably would have done improv with him at some point. Oh, yeah.
0: I would have been totally fine with that. He was probably he's good because he wants to do action. He wants to create action. It, it's a bad action, but you know that's what you want out of improviser. Just make choices, but not the ones that kill people. You know.
1: Well, you know it's. Really, if you're gonna do that in a scene, it was Lincoln's job to go yes, and like Lincoln stopped that scene. John Wilkes Booth <laughs> he kept it going, he kept developing it. He's gonna you know ride down a curtain. Yeah, he's gonna break <laughs> his ankle, get on a horse. There's a lot of action going on.
0: See, that's a lot, lot of object work for him. You yeah, know, he did he did it pretty good.
1: Yeah, and he was objecting to Lincoln's presidency. So, a lot of object work. Just
0: a lot. He, You know, uh, the rule of improv, you got to just, you got to steer it in. You know, you can't keep do, throwing in everything. You know, just let's work on the simple thing, you know, you and me right now. Like, yeah, we are working draw. on
1: our chemistry. And yeah. because of our, our guest, you know, he wrote the book about Kobe and Shaq. So, yeah. we're, we're, Trotting out that dynamic, right?
0: You're Kobe, I'm Shaq, right? Yeah, you're
1: definitely Shaq. You're you're lovable. You're goofy. Um, You love police officers. (laughs) Um, Well, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that one, but uh, I love
0: officers. Of uh, I love the police. Yes, I was a big fan of Dare growing up. Uh, (laughs) Had a lot of good people. come into our school and make sure that me and my brother were okay and from there, So I think they're just going to keep track on the, the black people in, in, in our small towns, you know,
1: and that's fine. Yeah. Oh, what's up, uh, Brian and Scott? <laughs> how are you guys?
0: Don't do drugs. Okay. Just, just checking. But no, I love uh, Officer Friendly. He was great.
1: Officer Friendly. <laughs> that was his real name. <laughs> yes.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's how he retired. Officer Friendly. So, you know, yeah, that's him
1: yeah, this is the only instance of a black man meeting a friendly police officer in America. So congratulations. Hey, check it
0: off. Check it off the books.
1: Those odds are better than anything you'll find at the Pitt Philadelphia lottery. So pretty oh. good.
0: Oh, I like the phil i wanna I wanna do can I get like a lottery ticket from a different state if I don't live there? Can I instill, you know, Cash in?
1: I don't know. Can you cash in? I, they might be a little provincial about that. That's provincial? Bad. What
0: is this grad school word?
1: Provincial is like, it, it's not for outsiders. You know how okay. you know you feel vaguely uncomfortable in New England? All the time. They're provincial. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's, then. that's why New England's bad. That's what they are. That's <laughs> their adjective that I can say on the airwaves. <laughs>
0: provincial. I like it.
1: Yeah. I dig it. So... MLB is a bitch-ass organization. They didn't have any sports to go against. Yeah, uh, pretty flaccid week NFL football. <laughs> and okay. they did lose. You have to know what flaccid means. Oh yeah, I've yeah. talked to people that's... who know you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hope they said good things. Uh, but yeah, <laughs>
1: but yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's bad. But if we were talking about who's going to be the third in our sports three deaths. It was a celebrity rule of threes. Yes. A few weeks ago, we had Gail Sayers in Road Warrior Animal. i repeat. And unfortunately, one of the greatest pitchers of all time joined him. Bob Gibson. Rest in peace. to Shout, Shout him out. And I, I called MLB bitch ass because he's one of the most just hard-headed yeah. motherfucker pitchers <laughs> of all time.
0: You got to have those every once in a while. You're Not too much, but you can have one. One or two. You know, to... You kind of have to have a WWE type of wrestler in baseball to get people excited again.
1: Yeah, you do have that. It's just Bryce Harper, but (laughs) still, it's hard to get. That's why it's so good to have the Astros. They're winning right now. The Astros going to the World Series is the one thing that can unite this country right now.
0: I think so. I I think you're totally right. I'm pretty sure that'll happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the twenty twenty corollary. It's a little distracting. Our boy Sam's moving around. Oh, he doesn't like my hat. Shot, man. So I, well, <laughs> I don't know whether to wear my hat. You know, I gotta my my lady's out of town. I have her check on my head to make sure it's nice and bald. So, I've been, what I've been, you, what is
0: this check? What do you mean?
1: Well, I, I miss, is it a
0: daily check? Is it like at four p.m.? What what's the deal?
1: No, normally I. I I shave my head every Monday before the show. Okay. I shave my face, and I miss a lot of spots. You know, <laughs> do you got you don't use a mirror like so you can look? And- I do, but it's hard to shave your head. Like you, yeah. there are aspects you don't see, yeah. there are parts you can't feel. And like <laughs> she takes care of care of me. I tried to take care of her this weekend. Yeah. She, okay, I had to give her a shot, right? oh Uh, okay like with a needle and i'm i'm very afraid of needles That's why i only do heroin occasionally (laughs) but um
0: (laughs) well that's that's good you 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 make it sporadic that's
1: nice yeah yeah every time i need to like listen to soundgarden it's that loop that's the correlation right there we were listening to soundgarden today (laughs) in the bedding bunker beforehand but whatever she she asked for an injection and you know I was like, sure, I'll do it. I'm afraid of needles. Yes. And I did it. I tried to learn it. And then when I pulled the needle out, the needle part stayed in.
0: Oh. (laughs) It was my
1: nightmare. See,
0: what was I talking about? Um, uh, You're telling me acupuncture is a good thing. And I was scared about the needle staying in. Look what you're doing. Well, if I you're, get, you're, I'm not doing it, Joel. If I was no. a person
1: giving you acupuncture, it would be a bad thing. Oh, <laughs> but in general, if it's like someone who's a practitioner, yeah, if it's you know someone trained in the art form, good to go. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna get your back ready. Is your back good?
0: My back is doing better. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really I'm really excited when you when you get the mobility back. You know, it just if you, you think you're gonna die would you would you would you have a bad back, you know, yeah. but now I can move, I feel nimble uh i'm gonna I haven't started twerking yet, but I think I can do it again, so
1: is there a correlation though oh uh, you're you're a bam, yeah, and another bam had a back injury mm. last Wednesday, it's in the stars, man, you bams <laughs> you your destinies <laughs> are aligned, they go together yeah
0: we were share we share every injury. You know, when he cries, I cry, you know, so, you know, so when when did Bam last (laughs) cry? Can you tell me that? Uh, He cried yesterday because he wanted to be on the court. So, you know,
1: I I get that for sure. And like, but there was only one person on that court. Oh, his name is Jimmy Butler.
0: And he he got
1: knocked down hard. Multiple times. And he still was like, hey, okay, man, like you're you want it. I like it. He wants it. And like, you know what? I'll say it. This is a take. People don't agree with me, but like if Allen Iverson is gonna be a legend for winning one game of the NBA finals. Yeah. Jimmy Butler did the same thing last night. He did Yeah, I could see that. He out LeBron's LeBron when LeBron could have more or less clinched an NBA championship.
0: Oh, can we just uh, I'm to circle LeBron real quick. Very upset. Very upset for him leaving the court, even though there was two seconds left, I don't care. But I think that was gross as hell. I thought that was a terrible thing to do. When you're talking shit, To Butler, and then and then you're gonna leave like before the game. No, that's like quitting Madden. Then like you talking all this shit, and then you get trounced. You gotta stay for the beating.
1: And wasn't it LeBron a few days ago who's like, "Yeah, I remember talking trash to Dallas. I'll never do that again." It's like (laughs) you just did it. (laughs) (laughs) He totally forgot.
0: I think he, he 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 felt so close to that championship. He's like, "Well, I could say anything. I could do anything." And you can't. You still got to win because people still don't want to lose. So LeBron, don't do that again, please.
1: Oh, so you're you're disappointed in I am so
0: disappointed.
1: You seem so fatherly right now. I know. I
0: was very like, I'm going to ground him. I'm going to take his phone away. And he's going to make sure that he knows that he has to respect his other people. (laughs) I don't respect (laughs) other people, but to respect others.
1: Yeah, if only there were a word for the people you were playing a game against. (laughs) (laughs)
0: But hey, that's that's it. but uh, Jimmy Bucks, it's um, I was telling you before uh, this might be his only game where he does this. you know, I don't I don't see a repeat performance out of this, but you know, you're gonna still get a Jimmy that's gonna be like 20 and 13 something weird like that. but you know, I just don't see a 40 a 40 burger coming from Jimmy again.
1: Yeah, and it was just too easy for LeBron. Everyone was falling on the other side of the coin. Bams out Drogic, who I think is the most important guy in this series. He yeah. was out before we even got off the air last week. Yeah, yeah. like we were talking, like, oh yeah, we I want to watch Dragic in the NBA Finals, and then boom, yeah, I nothing.
0: And I was looking at just the the Lakers, uh, th- their guards did nothing, nothing. no nothing nothing. And that was very upsetting because this is a game where Alex Caruso could come in and save the day, to do a little little what Tyler Hero would do, but he didn't, and that was very sad. I, I really wanted Alex. I want to win that bet first yeah,
1: of all. Yeah, let's let's talk about the Caruso bet. You uh-huh. placed it. I placed the bet for you. I Thank wanted, you. I love the world of gambling. Yeah. I want to share it with you, so, you know.
0: It was great. I am I'm glad that you uh, invited me into this world of degeneration
1: X. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. You know, a great Ohio-based company, homage brand t-shirts, they they make they yeah. make LeBron Ultimate Warrior shirts. Ooh. They're going to make uh, the degenerate De- Degeneration X shirt.
0: Ooh, that's a great idea.
1: Yeah, so that shirt with some soft cotton and you know, it could be a beautiful thing.
0: Okay. All right. I want to I want to reach out to homage. and be like, "Excuse me, I'm from Cleveland. I want a free shirt, but they probably won't give me a free they shirt." They
1: might. They're cool and their shirts they're pricey, but if so if you can get a discount. Yeah. Um, you know, Get it by all means. It's a great flagship store. I don't know if you've been to the worst city for drivers in the country, Columbus, Ohio.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, it's pretty. It's a nice place. It's a nice place to hang out, though. The Ohio State game will change your life, just being around that amount of people. And you might fall down the stairs. Oh, oh, boy. Where do I go to college, Brian? You go to some place with a Wolverine on it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I, I we were broadcasting live from Michigan, <laughs> and so I would never, ever say that I, Columbus. Uh, go, you go to a Ohio <laughs> State football game.
0: Did you just turn into a seventy-year-old? Just uh, I went to a seven, I went to Ohio State game when they beat Michigan. That's what it sounded like. I don't. I don't get it. you old. Old timey. You turn on you put on the hat and then you just turn into old timey Joel. And that's a good that's a good spot for you, I think.
1: Yeah, old timey Joel is a beautiful thing to for everyone, actually. So we're doing our Omaha, okay? Omaha. 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 Guest is here, had the time wrong. So let me send one text. Brian, do something cute.
0: Uh let me do something cute and I have to send him an invite
1: he's going to come on at 8 p.m. Pacific instead of, What's you know, that four fi- 5 p.m. Pacific instead of 4.15. So we're going to do our NFL talk first. yeah, And, you know, just a little housekeeping if you're on the stream. This is how we make the sausage. <laughs> so he's, oh, I don't,
0: I don't know what time is. What, Pacific time? Instead
1: of joining us now, yeah. he's joining us um, 47, minutes. 47 minutes from now.
0: Oh, okay. That's cool. People in time zones. What? I tell you what. I'm glad. I'm glad the... Uh...
1: Yeah, I thought he was big time in us. I thought he was going to stick around. We're, okay, so now we had. No, we have the guest confirmed. So I will say it's Jeff Berlman. Woo! Author of my favorite book of the year, Three Ring Circus. We're talking about it. I read one of his other books, but he's. we've got to kill some time. So let's get into NFL week four. Four. Dun, 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 dun. <sighs> good, so, week. good week. Good for week for me. Good week for me. What was good about your week? I see hmm. the shirt says Klee.
0: Klee. Um, uh, the Browns uh, almost pulled a Browns, but they didn't because they gave OBJ uh, there's one of their stars of the ball at the end and he made a play. What and was
1: what? I, and I watched it with on red zone so it was yeah. out of sequence it was probably the the best game of OBJ's career no
0: uh yes like, hands down just all the, like just from a complete game standpoint from OBJ yes just <laughs> he he even said that the ball that he got from Landry that touchdown was one of the best plays of his career
1: wow so And, like, we know who he's played with, that quarterback. That was probably the best throw he's ever received in his career.
0: Yeah, yeah. Baker couldn't do that. I know that. But but he's getting there. Uh, I saw some great, great adjustments by Baker uh, looking taller in the pocket. Really amazing things he's trying to do, and I'm really He's got some
1: orthopedic cleats. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think he's he's finally understanding what Drew Brees does so well. You can see he kind of gets on his tippy-toes a little bit when he throws. So you get that little bit of arc that you need when you're a small quarterback. And, yes, Chubb went down early. uh, But when you have two starting running backs on your team, it's okay if someone goes on vacation for a little bit.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like such a dumb idea now, does it? (laughs) Like, if you drafted Kareem Hunt in a fantasy league, congratulations, you did it.
0: Yeah, and just to have um just to have Kareem he I, it's kind of weird to say but he kind of fits the Stefanski offense a little bit better than Chubb cuz he catches passes you
1: put that guy in a wheel route you might have Alvin Kamara without all those pesky piercings <laughs> it's
0: just one he, he might have some more
1: yeah it's a very notable piercing oh like... the, the one on his uh, ding he's got on a pin Yes, I will. I can <laughs> confirm. Alvin Kamara, he's got a couple holes down there. <laughs> oh boy, we're really getting it. So we'll get back to the Browns. We'll yeah. circle back. So I want to talk about my week in wagering.
0: Ooh, what you got?
1: Well, who did, did you, you were did a you win? Reticent, right? Yes. I, I told you about my plan. I'm going to do the big college football favorite par parlay. Yes. And you know, I was home all all day Saturday. I didn't leave my Hotel apartment. Where do I live? Like it's hotel, hard hotel apartment. Hot yeah. p- apartment. I didn't leave my apartment Saturday <laughs> the entire day, so I just watched college football while doing my college classes. And I rode with Alabama. Ooh, it's a likable Alabama team. Yeah, they don't have those blue chip recruits on offense. There's no Tua. There's no Jalen Hurts. There's just Mac Jones. He's been there forever. Yeah. So I took their m- money line minus nine hundred. Book it. LSU at Vanderbilt, good friend of the show, Donnie Sengstack. He yeah. goes to Vanderbilt. He was going to have to, you know, drop out if LSU won that game. <laughs> they didn't. Donnie Sengstack, <laughs> he's still on his track. He's going to school. Thankfully, LSU came out on top. And then Al- Trevor Lawrence, Clemson versus Virginia. Yeah. Never mm. any doubt. Yeah. So, yeah, I was told I'm not allowed to watch. Football on Saturdays, if I'm going to watch football all day Sundays. So yeah. I watched the latter. I went outside on my patio, which is a <laughs> hotel apartment <laughs> patio. And then I, I watched the games on my laptop, drilling statistics. And I like this college football season.
0: Well, I, I'm
1: glad you like it. But you, you said that Donnie was going to get kicked out of LSU. <laughs> you could yeah, I was <laughs> physically going to go and kick him out of the university. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, yeah, I think college – could College football is—it's
0: gearing up. I can feel it. There's some good games. Uh, that that Georgia game was just a, a puke, puke fest. I was really expecting something great, but not yet, not yet,
1: not gonna yet. And like maybe the puke fest was—it was a very crowded stadium that day. Not <laughs> a lot of masks. Yeah. Ooh, it was a bad look for That's the a, SEC. Such a
0: bad look. But
1: you know, teenagers being put in danger for my enjoyment, you know, I've been wanting another final destination and college football has given it to me
0: (laughs) from every campus, every time you want to go. So Uh, I did.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell me what your parlay thing. So I I did that. I bet $900 to win $200. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I hope this uh, this plan goes well And I did it with the account I, I share with Sammy C Our, you know, benefactor here uh-huh, uh-huh. And even he, he was kind of cheesed off about it He's like, why are we doing this stupid parlor? It's like, <laughs> we'll make a hundred bucks off it, okay? Well, <laughs> that doesn't
0: sound right Well, okay, alright so,
1: And I did it because I knew this was going to be a volatile week Ooh Because the best things on the schedule were Oh, mate, I love the Steelers against the Titans That game's gone You mm-hmm. can't bet on that game Yeah, We did have a good joke in the gambling video about that The (laughs) professional gambler's picks Acknowledge it nicely Did I cough in an envelope and mail it to Ryan Tannehill?
0: No (laughs) Doing that tone again You did it again What did I tell you
1: about being childish And sending people your coughs And then the Patriots I was really excited to watch them play the Chiefs. I know. Cam Newton bleeding clock against the most dynamic offense we've ever seen. I know. And here's, here's the funniest thing of the NFL season. Cam Newton gets COVID. That's not it. But the Chiefs had a guy playing Cam on their practice squad last week. He also got COVID. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The guy impersonated Cam got COVID. <laughs> that's incredible. That's m-
0: that's too much of an understudy. That's too good of an understudy, right there. Yeah,
1: replace him. That's more dedication than you will ever see. In I'm the a NFL. practice squad
0: person. Oh man, just and to not have any other Patriots
1: te- teammate have COVID. What are you doing, Cam? I, what are you doing, bud? I think he's got a felt hat that he was going to bust out, and he used a bat wing in lieu of a feather. So he's probably infected by the bat wing, <laughs> and he probably got it direct from the source. You
0: know, I hate when you have loose bat wings just <laughs> lying around. You know, you're just like, what? A, oh, man, is that a pen or a bat wing? I get it. I get it, Cam. But I, you, just,
1: you just jeopardize his. So I agree. I, I also don't like the, the bat wings hanging around. I feel it's untidy. Yeah. So, you know, I I needed money to play with, and this would be a good time to say for anyone in the room who might want to hear this that I don't have ad reads, but um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just genuinely curious, huh? <laughs> this is a place I would do one, and you know, for all of our yeah, I don't I can't do the old ad reads, can I? Um, oh yeah. Oh, the Bet MGM one—that that's a classic. We—, we which one you would you prefer, Brian? Do you do Bet-MGM yeah, do Bet. Yeah, do Bet MGM. Okay, would this be uh, a good time to say I don't have the Bet MGM one in front of so, me? The okay, so do you like me? Do yeah. you like my employer? Cuz it's the propsnetwork.com and if you're located in a sp- in a state with legal online sports betting, dad, if if you are, don't make a bet this season before you visit thepropsnetwork.com. ThePropsNetwork.com has you covered with free bets and special bonus deals from all the top U.S. online sportsbooks. Get $30 free bets up to a $600 risk-free first bet at Unibet. Claim up to a $1,000 signing bonus bundle from DraftKings Sportsbook. Or you can try the Points Bet Sportsbook with four risk-free bets totaling up to $1,000. The Props Network is also the only betting news site with live NFL and NBA odds for every game. So you can choose the comps and you can know in the fiber of your being that you're getting the biggest payout possible before you lock in your bet. What else do you get at thepropsnetwork.com? You get me. You get Brian, and you get more content from the TPN team, including Jamoke Davis on Justice for Sport and Steve Clark joining me every Friday on a Friday prop drop. That's a fun one. I, my, my favorite one, Carson Wentz over rushing yards. He beat it by four times. Well, Eleven and a half obliterated it. Carson is back, and Carson did me a favor, but do yourself a favor and check out the propsnetwork.com. And here's my favorite part. Terms and conditions apply to all bonuses. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Boom. Didn't touch the pen too much. So, (laughs) why was I erratic with this college football parlay? Yeah, tell me. Because I knew this was a bad week to bet on the NFL. Mm. I was scared of it. The things that I felt... What did you feel know. in your bones, Joel? Well, you know what? I thought the Cardinals were really going to show up. I thought that offense was for real. I thought there was a lot of talent on that defense. And meanwhile, Matt Rule is just doing the coaching performance of a lifetime.
0: Yeah, uh, I would say there's a lot of copy, as we always, they always say, uh, the NFL's a copycat league. A lot of people doing what the Browns are doing, so I'm excited. Uh, this is the first time the people are taking things from the Browns that are positive. So.
1: Well, what about the city of Baltimore? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ooh, one one of these one of these days, I'm gonna get up and just punch you. Uh, just and then I'm gonna sit back down and be like, it was just a gentleman's. A, a gentleman's punch. You know what?
1: Honestly, I I wanted to tell that joke so badly. It was worth it was worth a punch. Like if I got popped, right up, I'd be like, yeah, he's right. Let's just he keep on right. with the joke It wouldn't even mess up our relationship. No, no, not at all. Because I'm the Kobe. I'm like I get it. I'm a little bit brash. A little You're right.
0: And if I'm Shaq, you know I had to
1: smack of people. A smack a people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smack a baby. That's Brian's new character. It's called Italian Shaq. <laughs> oh, Shaquille O'Neal. <O'Neely. laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So it was a tough. So the Panthers were in complete control of that game. Yeah. Matt, I, I thought with the Panthers, you know, they're just changing so much. They've got a new quarterback, new coach. Luke Kuechly's gone. Christian McCaffrey's out, and they have been better.
0: Mike Davis is rolling.
1: Mike Davis is rolling. DJ Moore, I knew he was a good receiver, but yeah. Robbie Anderson
0: is. Well, this is what they're finally understanding. It's like, oh yeah, we could give it to we can give it to Christian all the time, but we have good pieces around this team, so let's let's use them. And I got to give it to Matt for actually putting those like putting people in position to make a play. So very good, very good. I'm I'm kind of excited for the Panthers because like, at first I'm like, oh Teddy. Teddy, this is a bad. This is a bad Teddy Bridgewater, but I think he's fine on his feet. So, yeah. I want Teddy to be good,
1: and Teddy might be good. And it's Teddy in a situation where he's not asked to do too much. He's not playing in a super dysfunctional Minnesota Vikings team. Yeah, and it, they've been fun to watch. And like people, they love the NFL because oh, we like the Chiefs or the Patriots or the Ravens. I like the. Yuck. I don't like that. <laughs> I like those bottom-of-the-road teams. The Browns, yeah. Who are building an identity, yeah. and they're clawing against all odds to relevancy. And, like, infusing your organization with analytics, hiring a coach to instill a culture more than any X's and O's, like, I think that's great. And for Matt Rule to be this successful this early, yeah, so fun to watch. Yeah. And so an- another bet I made... Mm. And you ever have it? The craziest thing with a bet sometimes is you'll place a bet, and then you'll just root against it. Why? That doesn't make any sense. Because you're falling in love. (laughs) (laughs) I had had a a bet on the Buccaneers. I had the Buccaneers in every parlay last night. Yeah. A lot of teaser action. Teaser? I I teased them with the Rams and the Chiefs and, you know... Maybe one or two other teams. You you know a teaser. Yeah, you can get, you
0: give me the teaser the teaser thing? Yeah.
1: Well, with with a teaser, it's like a parlay. You know what a you know what a parlay is, right? Yes, yes. You're you're betting on two things. Right. Teaser. You're betting on like three teams, uh-huh. but on all the point spreads, you get six points usually or seven. So it's like I bet the Buccaneers. They just need to win. Yeah, I bet the. The Rams, they needed to win by, like, five and a half points. Mm-hmm. So it's a fun way to get value. And, like, if you just want to make a bet through an NFL Sunday and kind of, like, have this slow burn rush of it. Yeah. It's kind of like the gambling equivalent of edging. Like, I don't know if Sting is a sports handicapper, <laughs> but, like, what? you know, he he would be a, a teaser guy. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Okay. Um So you're you're just delaying I,
1: that release. You get a little bit of release and then you just you cool back for 3 hours and you get a little <laughs> bit more of a release.
0: Sorry. I haven't I'm not I haven't edged and there's no reason to edge. So It's <laughs> no reason for that.
1: Yeah, what 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 what's that style of lovemaking called?
0: Uh what? Yeah.
1: Tantric. Yeah, it's tantric I was gonna say missionary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like the regular one? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Tantric missionary. My back hurts. (laughs) So so yeah, I did that, but like with that Bucks game, like we've we've seen it before. Justin Herbert, he's having a little Sunday, magic.
0: Oh man, this guy, he's arm I'm straight up arm talent. I was always just like, got to get Tyrod in there. But I'm like, this guy throws a ball. Like what Philip Rivers of late,
1: you yeah, know? in total Philip Rivers vibes from him. But he's got that weird attitude that's like not over the line, but like kind of weird and aggro. This guy's blowing up defensive backs trying to tackle yeah. him. He's throwing 60-yard touchdowns to receivers you'll never hear of. Never. And, yeah, the Chargers, like – I They're was doing rooting, it. I was rooting against my money. I didn't think it would work. But looking ahead, Chargers getting eight points against New Orleans next weekend. Ooh,
0: Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Saints have been... T- they opposed their will on Detroit. So just defensive-wise, they were wrecking shop. Did, so, they,
1: did they impose their will? Or did Matt Patricia <laughs> not rush a 40-year-old quarterback a single time? There wasn't a blitz in that <clears throat> entire game. Breeze just sat back and had... Six, seven, eight seconds on every single.
0: I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe how much time you're going to give one of the best, in best in the league, to just going to give him ten seconds to throw the ball. Get out of here.
1: Yeah, and what are you doing? The Saints were down two, six starters as a whole. Yeah, two starters on their offensive line. Like Anders Pete is one of the best linemen in the league. Mm -hmm. He wasn't out there. We didn't have a single thing to account for it. Nothing. Patricia's in over his head. I'm shocked he wasn't the first coach hi- fired. And you know, transitioning, we did have our first coach fired.
0: Oh yeah, Billy O'Brien, you're fired. That's how. That's how the co-
1: the, the CEO. And he has him. so many jobs. Like that meeting with Bob McNair to go. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> You're fired, you're fired, you're fired. (laughs) It's like, you only say you're fired that often if you're working on a Trump impression. (laughs) Yeah, you're not comp plays, you're not the head coach, and you're not the GM.
0: Just, uh, Just what a shit deal to be like, okay, okay, I know I traded one of the best receivers in the league right now. I know I traded him, but... Guys, I got Randall Cobb for you. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to sign Brandon Cooks. I know he's not the best, but, I mean, we got...
1: There's more of them. Huh? You know, Kenny Stills, That's that That probably gets you hot, hey, on guy, guys? Hey, guys, I've assembled the best receiving corps in the league in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you're never... I don't know what you're expecting to get from David Johnson. Yes, he's going to be serviceable. Great. Duke Johnson... Is garbage. Uh, I've all, I was voting for him to like be well in a um, in a Deshaun uh, Deshaun Watson type of offense because he can just you know he's just a receiver he's a catching receiver so it's like okay uh, I'm catching running back uh, I was like okay let me let me see he'll just be great here nothing like same old Duke plays maybe when he feels like it and just. I just feel bad for Deshaun because you're you're wasting, you're wasting a year because you're probably, we're not going to come back.
1: And he's locked in. And you're
0: locked in. He has
1: that extension, and now they have no first round picks, so they traded them away for Laramie Tunsil. Oh, and they the cupboard's looking a little bare. But in rules, let's just look ahead a little bit. Yeah. Who do the Texans have this week? They have the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're only six-point favorites. If a team fires—you can just make this gambling rule. Yeah. If a team fires their coach, you bet on them the next week.
0: Oh, yeah. You, you have to. It's, it, the teacher's away. The teacher got fired. Now it's time to let loose, especially with Romeo. Romeo's going to be like, hey, guys, you do whatever. you, You do you.
1: And maybe let's back it up just a step for anyone who doesn't have an esoteric understanding of Midwestern coaches. (laughs) <laughs> Who's the new Houston Texans coach? <laughs> Romeo Cronell. And that's significant to you because? Cleveland Browns.
0: He was a Cleveland Browns coach. That made one of the teams that he made 10-6. and six. That's pretty good with Derek Anderson. That's that's incredible. You got give give to give him his hats. Give him the hats off right
1: there. Give him his hats off. He bombed out pretty badly in Kansas City, paving the way for the Andy <laughs> Reid era. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it... When you're with, when you have that coaching tree, you know you have that coaching tree of his. You know you're going to be like you're going to get jobs, you know. And I think he did it. You know, one of his. I remember when he, Cornell got there to the Chiefs, he he got uh, Poe, Don Poe, as a detackle because he's like he he's he's a, he's a classic, you know, three four. Like if you give me a good nose, it's over, you know. And it just didn't work out, you know. And When you grade someone so high and don't work out, you know, for a a first-year coach, you're you're in trouble. Like you have a lot, you had a lot of wake up to do because you just spent first-round money right there.
1: So Romeo's back in the steed, and the situation looks kind of bad. There, we knew the Vikings were going to get better as the season wore on, Mm -hmm. and like, I it sucks. That the Viking, I've bet on the Vikings every week, and this is the one weekend I didn't bet on the Vikings. Of course, the Vikings are killing the game. Yeah, the top two receivers according to Pro Football Focus this week—they're both Minnesota Vikings.
0: You did it. They give Justin Jefferson
1: uh, any,
0: mon- any money for that?
1: I mean, maybe a little bonus on yeah. behind the scenes. That's good yeah. employee motivation. That's good professional hygiene. Oh, but Dylan Jefferson, one and two according to Pro Football Focus. Which is amazing that Odell didn't get it. Like, yeah. It doesn't count if you're running the I ball. I think if you're
0: running the ball, yeah. They need to change their analytics, okay? it gives give. I, I was looking up uh, Texans' uh, 2021 draft. Third round, two fours, a five, two sixes. Oh, three sixes and a seven.
1: Ooh. And who, they've traded out away so many picks. Who owns those first rounders? Is it Miami? Or? Oh, I think Miami has them, yeah, for okay. Tunsil. yeah.
0: And then, what, D. Hopkins? Hopkins, Houston added a fourth round from the Cardinals. And I think. Oh, yeah. yeah, And the second round.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Oh, my God. You're getting that. And that, like, Watson must be the angriest guy in the country right now. He's stuck there forever. That franchise is in ruins.
0: And he's going to get sacked. Multiple times a game. Yeah, they, they oh. spent
1: everything they had to build an offensive line, and they don't have an offensive line. Bill O'Brien, you can't, if we've learned one lesson, you can't give someone all the power, because if someone's inept, they're going to take, Bill O'Brien, he didn't just ruin this decade's Texans, he's ruining next decade's Texans. Yeah. And it's, Hey,
0: I mean, you look at uh, Palpatine in Star Wars, you know, they he didn't have the Senate then they gave him complete power and he took over stormtroopers everywhere
1: man i thought you were a star trek guy
0: i'm a star trek and star wars
1: oh he just likes space
0: <laughs> <laughs> i love space i love space so you know you can't give all you give all the people the the keys to the city because it will rule evilly even that's a word. Yeah. I don't have grab scoop words like you. So
1: yeah, but you you've got the culture. Like I, I don't know who Emperor Palpatine is. Oh, so that's where we build. All... Man, he's, he's a mean, such a mean. He's, man. he's the white guy with all the veins, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> is he Natalie Portman's dad in the movie? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Natalie Portman's dad. Um, he's
0: got the guy from like Law and Order. I forget what he was, but he was. He's, he's a that? handsome man. Forget what his name is, though.
1: Uh, Ice Cube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Is that, or is that iced tea? No, I'm sorry. I'm culturally dyslexic. <laughs> okay, so we know the Texans are bad. Yep. You know who's good? Who? A team that I thought would win their road game this week, the Buffalo Bills.
0: Oh, wow. They, they... okay. Okay, Josh.
1: Josh, Josh Allen is okay, doing Josh. it every week. Shit. That dig. That digs... <laughs> It, it, pays dividends every Sunday, and the Raiders. I know you you got a little cocky with me. You, oh yeah, de- this blind squirrel found a nut a few <laughs> Mondays ago. Oh
0: yeah, after watching them uh, against the Bills, I'm like, oh yeah, that was that was fool's gold for sure. That against the Saints, that that's it won't happen again. Uh, Derek Carr, uh, his arm strength is getting worse as as the days go on, and. Um, they just don't. You would think that the receivers would click, and it, it might be just Derek Carr. Really,
1: it might be Derek Carr because they got the fastest receiver in the NFL to pair him with the quarterback with the least arm strength. Not an ideal proposition. There,
0: not good. You're 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 wasting another. As we we're talking with Deshaun, you're wasting people's talent here. Um, even we've seen Deshaun, how Deshaun Jackson's like. If you, he'll have a couple of games within his hamstrings out, right? So it's like if we need to get rugs, you need to get rugs at least five games, because he cause he, cause he can win at least five games for you, like straight out.
1: Henry Rugs? Yeah. Wow, you're very high on him.
0: I think he is one of the best, one of the rookie receivers, and he just needs, he just needs someone to give him the ball, like now.
1: And all these rookie receivers are amazing. Yeah. Right? yeah. Jerry Judy, as good as advertised. Yeah. CeeDee Lamb, as good as advertised. Justin Jefferson, Henry Ruggs. And then yeah, Jalen Rager was looking good before he got hurt. Even. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Seeing CeeDee Lamb against the Browns, it was like, oh, you're... It didn't feel like he was a rookie. It really seemed like he, was, he a couple took a couple years in the league just... Running what? good routes, like that, that's
1: psychological. You see that eighty-eight in Dallas yeah. White, and you're like, "Oh, that's a yeah, good player, right, right there."
0: It is true, but also he was uh, Andrew Sedejo, free safety for the Browns, uh, is bad at his job, so he was making. You hate
1: Sendejo. Oh uh, my goodness! When I go to your Twitter feed, it's always oh either goodness. praising an athlete who I've kind of heard of, <laughs> even though my job is hosting a sports show, or you're bashing Anderson Sendejo. My, is, my where, where did he mess up for you yesterday? Oh,
0: well, he doesn't know how to read coverage. Uh, Bad. He he wants to just throw himself like a missile. So that's
1: good. That's, that's good. Up until 2015, good. Yeah, until yeah. Will Smith put out that movie, Seven Pounds, good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like, which, which Will Smith movie? I'm um, talking
1: about concussion. You get to see Will Smith do an African accent for ooh, two hours. I got to see that. I gotta see how he
0: does it. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta see. Um, but he, he just doesn't. He's just. A, he's a run blocking free safety, but they're trying to put him in coverage. Luckily, our DC kind of moved moved him around, put him in a different position. Um, but we're uh, we need him to get off the team. He he just like hey Andrew get out. I'm just give please.
1: <laughs> hey, maybe you just offer offer a third rounder, get Jabril Peppers back from oh, the Giants. Oh,
0: I kinda want with Jabril back. He wasn't the greatest, but he kind of came on at the end of the year. So I would enjoy to have him back.
1: Yeah, and you would. And I think anyone's gonna want to leave the Giants. The Giants showed a lot of fight yesterday. Yeah,
0: yeah. A little scary. I was like, oh man, you're are you gonna are you gonna what are you gonna do? Uh Danny dimes, how are you gonna do this one? And he almost did it.
1: Yeah, and it was nice to have just people complain about there only being like a couple games in the late afternoon slate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I kind of liked it. There were only three games on. No, I love that, and I, I bet on every one. Yeah, which is a terrible way to bet. <laughs> you
0: can't even watch them all, and I feel. Oh, that, I watch them all. Oh, I would be scared just like flipping through and like seeing a bad one, and then seeing going flipping seeing another bad one. That's not good. Doesn't feel yeah. good.
1: No, but I, I put the be- game I want to watch on the big TV. Okay. I had a friend from Chicago come over yesterday. Cool, cool. And I put put on the Bears game, and I had to bet on the Bears game. Yeah, had to bet on the Bears because if you have heard about the correlation,
0: <clears throat>
1: so the Bears and the Colts have played themse- played each other in five consecutive election years. So every time the Colts have won, yeah, we've gotten a Republican president. Every time the Bears have won, we've gotten a Democratic president, so I don't want to give away my politics here. Oh, no. But, yeah, I back the oh, Bears, no. and I'm feeling a little worried today.
0: Oh, no. That's some good uh, investigative journalism there, Joel.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I do wish, like... If it were really like tied to the political po- parties, yeah. you know the Bears were trotting out Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we, you know Foles is polling better in every primary, but you know we, we we're a use. Mitch
0: we're Mitch country. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> he can just unite us. Uh, black, people love him. <laughs> black people love him.
0: Oh, but Nick Foles, he uh, did not really, or I kind of think the. Uh the Colts defense is actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think the Colts defense is really good and you saw the desperation come through in the Bears passing game. Like the play going there, it was a little bit too accommodating to Nick Foles. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's not good. You have I, I think with the uh, with Cohen going down, um I think that's a that's a problem for him. Just running back wise, you know, you you don't have too much out there.
1: Yeah, but you could try. You've got one of the best receivers in football. Mm. You've got a pretty capable guys across from them. So true. Anthony I mean... Miller is a guy who produces in big spots for that team. You know, Jimmy Graham is washed as hell, but they've got He's seven so other tight ends up. on the I roster. Feel- Man. They didn't throw anything underneath. They didn't throw any routes. They had their receivers go deep on every other play, and maybe that's bad play calling from Nagy. Yeah, but it could just be the Colts defense, which is number one in every applicable metric. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Colts are that good. Yeah,
0: I, this is going to be a good. Um, I I can't w- wait for the for the Browns versus Colts next uh, this on Sunday because it will. I mean. We the Cowboys. They don't have. They don't how to play defense. Not not the best. So, uh, it's going to be a good test for for Baker to see what, what he has. I I just I just want, I just want growth out of Baker. So,
1: do you think you're favorite in that game?
0: Mm, I don't think so.
1: Two and a half point dogs, which is you know a lot of respect from the line. Actually. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kicked myself. I wanted the Bears to win for those reasons. I had Chicago people over, and even though I've hated every Bears team yeah. I've ever watched, I'm pretty amused by these guys. Yeah. Uh, and
0: if if the line moves, uh, the line will probably move as, as the week goes on.
1: Depends on how money is placed down. So, okay. like, a game like, what do you think? The Lions and Saints game. Mm-hmm. Money was pouring onto the Lions all week. It started at four and a half. It went to three. So people liked the Lions in that situation there. So this, you know, three p- minus two and a half. That t- that tells me Vegas doesn't really know how it's going to turn out. Mm. In in this instance, with them be the Colts being three and a half point favorites, that's the key. The three and a half.
0: Mm. Oh, the the half. The half the is half. the yeah.
1: The half for a road team is Vegas's way of saying, this isn't a public team, but we think they're better. Ooh. Okay, yep. Vegas. Hey, Vegas. <laughs> I
0: like these guys. Smart. They're smart in Vegas. I know
1: what they're doing. Yeah, they're smart. They beat me most <laughs> weeks, but I'm, st- I'm still riding it up. Yeah. And I only did that big parlay. I only did these kind of conservative bets because I got over a nice round number.
0: Oh, that's how you do it?
1: Yeah. Okay. i my balance is at a thousand dollars. Hey, that
0: feels good. And
1: I desperately don't want it to fall back on the wrong side. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I hope you I hope you have some good bets yeah. this week.
1: I mean going,
0: going, going.
1: I mean, already I'm looking ahead to I love the Cardinals. Minus six and a half over the Jets. Okay. That one It speaks to me. I love the Texans. Even before Bill O'Brien, minus six versus the Jaguars. That's good. And then certain games are just so intriguing. There's Mm. just so much going on. Eagles-Steelers. Eagles are getting a touchdown. I think we saw the Eagles find their identity last night. I... Uh, <laughs> we know, that's birds. our producer sammy C. there wasn't a guy who hated the eagles more in this room last week than that guy right there yeah i was talking about yo i got a cryptic tip these things never go wrong i'm back in the eagles eagles took that was never any doubt
0: and they yeah i think they might have you know they might have judged their way into uh a possible good one against the sealers if you have that you are back in control with your team <laughs> carson no one's going to be like oh carson's over this is time for carson and then you win the game so i mean it it would pretty i'm talking at the uh, yeah so you got eagles nfc east one they're, so they're vi- still in first. I have, this, <laughs> I have this stat
1: about the NFC. East. Yeah. The Cowboys are 1 and 3 and have a 60% chance of winning their division. Wow. The Seahawks in the NFC West are 4 and 0. Oh. They have a 57% chance of winning their division. Yeah,
0: I mean, they're getting to a point that uh they can't be the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. Like you got to play defense sometime. You you, you have to. Or you're gonna lose. So you can't. I know. I know. Russ is always gonna score, but um, if Jamal comes back um, after um, smoking weed and doing well, uh, that I'm, that's I'm
1: hilarious. There. It's the funniest story of athlete social media this side of Danny Green. <laughs> will, will you prepare that Zoom link for me? Oh uh, yeah, friend? let me send it to you. So before we get this out of the way, I do have to talk about. One team we didn't touch on too much, Lions. Over the last 16 games, the Lions are 1-7, in seven, went up by 10 points. And I know this team. I like the. They're a family member to me. I, I love them with blind faith, and I can't bet against them. I tried to a few weeks ago. That was just me conjuring the reverse jinx. And then, you know, so many blown leads. I texted these guys, yo, um... They're, they're up 14. Now is the time to bet against them. Did they bet against him? No. But at least some, I just want someone to benefit from my suffering. That's what I want for you. <laughs> Can you do that for me? Absolutely. I, I'm cheering for you. I trust that the Eagles will be there. So trust me when I say the lions dog are dog shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they try their best.
1: No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but to be down... Be up like fourteen. Oh man! Yeah, it happens every single week. But and yeah, they're inconsistent. They're always terrible. You know who is good and consistent? Mm-hmm. BetMGM Sportsbook, oh. the official sportsbook of the Detroit Lions and Jamie Fox. So BetMGM, they're live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada, New Jersey, and West Virginia. Are you betting on the NFL or MLB playoffs this season? How about the Masters coming up this November? Are we going? We're there. We're there. So take that action to BetMGM. Why? Because for a limited time, BetMGM has a special signing bonus for the Props Network listeners. All you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM and use code WALKON20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right, just enter code WALKON20 and up to a $500 bonus bankroll belongs to you. Then you will enjoy all that BetMGM has to offer, like earning $10 free bets every week in the Money Monday Club, which is nice in a hard week to forecast like this one multi-sport parlay boosters, and the new Edit My Bet feature that allows players to change their bet tickets after they're submitted. You take out those Patriots. You put in those Chiefs. It's that easy. So try BetMGM with code WALKON20 now while the offers last. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Needed a little water after that. Brian's queuing it up. So, I I like sports books. A lot of people, they become fans of the games they love from, you know, maybe watching sports on television. Me, I, I got them from reading all the books. And I love this new thing now. There's a lot, there's a great, I love, The one thing I love, I love writing about Kobe Bryant that happened before he passed. Because, like, as soon as someone passes, you know, things, they just kind of skew. You don't get a realistic portrayal of what people felt about them. And really, like, Kobe's the most fascinating guy from sports in my lifetime. He wasn't Jordan, but he had the determination to be Jordan. And did he become Jordan? No. But did he become kind of like, we're loving this Jimmy Butler experience right now. That was every year of the Kobe Bryant era. Like he would just share Will and other things. He became great. And so while I'm doing my my studies, while I'm doing this show, I got a little distracted. And, you know, my studies were hurt because this new basketball book, Three Ring Circuits by Jeff Perlman is out. And I just loved it. How are you going to focus on data analysis or accounting when you get a realistic account of what went on in those Lakers locker rooms? Jeff, can you hear me? Ken, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Thank you for coming on the walk-on. I appreciate your time.
2: Is that a Spud Webb basketball card right there?
1: No, that's Moses Malone, actually. I'm a big oh. Moses apologist. Apologist? You're he, a great
2: player. I yeah, love Moses Malone.
1: Yeah, I'm, well, I love to play, and I'm... I'm I'm not a great player. So modeling my game after the best offensive rebounder ever, that's a very good
2: thing for me. But I don't really think of him as an Atlanta Hawk. That's like, that's deep dive Moses one. Is that not him in a Hawk uniform? No, they're,
1: they're both him in a Hawk uniform. This, I, well, I'm a comedian, you know, I got this. I put on a comedian basketball tournament. I got this as the drink ticket the night before the tournament, put it on my sock, won the whole thing.
2: Wow. Very nice.
1: Yeah. So us comedians in New York, we love basketball and there's, I know Brian through like this secret Facebook group of different comedians. (laughs) Yours was the first book that ever got posted about in the group. And it was like wildfire. People loved it. So so I was just trying to compliment you, but, um,
2: I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And I, I love these books and, you know, I know all these comics. Cedric Sabalos is funnier than all of them. So you've written all these books about these colorful teams. Where does Cedric Sabalos rank in the pantheon of just sports knuckleheads?
2: Uh, I mean, he did nickname himself Chice for franchise, <laughs> um, which is considering he was playing for the Lakers, which is the franchise of Kareem and Magic and Kobe and Shaq and, Yao Goodrich and Jerry West and, and uh, in Baylor and Kareem, I would say it's a little, he's, I mean, there, he's not Dennis Rodman. You know, he's not, you know, clinically sort of diagnosable, but I would say in the arrogant standpoint, it's hard to get past nicking, nicknaming yourself. Chice.
1: <laughs> yeah. Easy. But it's a
2: good nickname. It is a good nickname though. Chice is kind of cool. It just makes no sense. It's a
1: curse. <laughs> we saw how Steve Francis worked out. Don't take that nickname, Steve. We saw how it went. Yeah, and, Good point. And what like, you did a book about the Lakers and I actually gained so much respect for you. Like the anecdote about showing up at J.R. Ryder's house, like that's J. R. Ryder. Like, <laughs> is there anyone who you wouldn't drop in on?
2: I've knocked on doors of uh, I've knocked on a lot of doors in my career. And I um I only wimped out once and it was a murderer's house and it was in <laughs> Gary, Indiana, and I was there by myself and I was a young journalist and I was outside there. My daughter had just recently been born. And I was thinking, I don't know, if this guy killed someone. I don't know. And I did not knock on his door. And I will tell you, I've regretted it ever since. Like, I, it's the only time I ever went out knocking on the door.
1: Yeah, and like, <laughs> well, J.R. Ryder. If it's any consolation, I'm sure he has killed a man. So,
2: and like, the He's J- definitely threatened to kill some journalists. So you know. Yeah.
1: Hopefully not you.
2: And not yet, at least.
1: And yeah, the J.R. Ryder flat tire story of. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I really enjoyed that.
2: Well, you know what's funny? You probably know this from comedy. Like a lot of times, the quick stories are the funniest. You know, instead of going to this long and then and then and then and then, I love it. Like he basically, JR. Ryder missed three straight practices because his car broke down, but he he lived 300 yards from the practice facility. <laughs> so it's like, duh, dun, duh, you know, like you don't need anything else. You know, it's just that ridiculous. Good. And the other one is, um, he uh, he missed a shoot around because he overslept it. They were on the road. And he had the front desk clerk at the hotel write a note to Phil Jackson saying, "Dear Coach, my name is Tim. I'm the front desk clerk at the Hyatt. We, um, I is my fault that I forgot to give J.R. Ryder a wake up call, and that is why he's late." (laughs) J.R. Ryder literally hands this note to Phil Jackson. That's great.
1: Yeah, I just appreciate anything to put Phil Jackson off his game a little bit. Like, you know, reading your book, it really made me appreciate the Dell Harris era, and like do you feel a little bit responsible for him getting honored during game two of the finals?
2: I love Dow Harris. Was Dow Harris honored during game two? Yeah. yeah. They,
1: they put him on the screen. He received an award. He even got a little bit of an opportunity to speak. It was in like reading, seeing that in context of reading your book, I was really a heartwarming moment for me.
2: I will tell you, um, Del Harris, he was a really nice guy. He's, we are nothing alike even remotely. Um, He's very conservative, very Christian. Probably voted for Trump. Blah blah blah. All these things, right? <laughs> I, I did not. He's a very nice guy, and he was genuinely hurt because he was not invited to Kobe's final game. And a lot of the Lakers, most of the Lakers from his career, were. Wow. And I do feel like he really helped Kobe's development as a young player. So I, I'm glad to actually hear that he had a moment because he's a really nice human being.
0: Jeff, why do you think he didn't get uh, invited?
2: Because I honestly his... think they just overlooked him. Like yeah. it's been a long time. Everyone talks about Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson, and that mm-hmm. stuff. I just think he was kind of forgotten.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean that—that's fair. There's a lot of oversight, and like, is it hard for you to watch a Lakers title run when you've written books about basically the most relevant Lakers teams? Do you kind of, are you just passively working on the book as you watch this AD Kobe run, LeBron run?
2: I am. Um, I have watched, I would say, two minutes total of the finals. Maybe. <laughs> Oh, Uh, big Dragas guy, huh? This season, this season just hasn't, like, I feel like, you know, the ratings are pretty far down. I feel like for a lot of people, it just doesn't feel real, and that's kind of it for me. I'm not saying it isn't real. I'm not saying they don't deserve the credit. It just hasn't grabbed me. It just hasn't, you know.
1: Cool. I, I understand that, and, you know, I'm just quarantined, and I'm going to grad school, so that's my, you know, how I celebrate my life how i have a good time jeff when when
0: we're able to get people back in the stands do you think there would be a big resurgence of people going because a lot of times um you know in the middle of the season and your team is bad a lot of people don't go do you think people just like because because of covid people just like i need to go out and go to a game
2: i think if people feel like it's safe it'll be that way i mean it's gonna be but i really like We go, my kid and I have a 14-year-old son named Emmett and we go to a lot of college basketball games out here in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Angels games, which, you know, you can get a ticket for four bucks. So it's it's, It's great. And I miss, I really do miss, like, being at a game. Not even the action, not seeing Mike Trout or LeBron or whoever. I just miss the ambiance of a game, the sounds of a game, the smells of a game, a hot dog and a soda. Like, I really miss that. Yeah. So, and I feel like a lot of people... More than just being at a game, they miss the experience of the game itself. You know, Mm -hmm. the the ambiance.
1: Yeah, and the Angels do have that great ambiance. All their ushers look like you know old-timey carnival workers. They play that train song at the start of the game, calling all Angels. (laughs) Well, I I went to Southern California for undergrad, and I was the Tigers were great then. So I would wear an Angels shirt and I would rip it off to reveal the Tiger shirt underneath. People hated it.
2: Wait, I love how you just mentioned. My son is always like, "When are they going to do a new song?" They've done the same. The intro to the Angels. They do the same, calling all angels by train. Yeah, <laughs> highlights of Nolan Ryan from 30 years ago.
1: Yeah, they really pushed Garrett Anderson during
2: that track. It's wild. Yeah, Garrett Anderson, a lot of Tim Salmon over Darren Erstad's. Yeah,
1: yeah. Then you do. You're still wondering how to pronounce Tim Salmon. No one will ever know. <laughs> so you've uh, you, you've written books on a lot of great teams. Early '90s Cowboys, awesome book. The Showtime Lakers, the '2000s Lakers, the '86 Mets. So you write about a certain type of team figure. Like, is there a bad team you'd love to write a book on?
2: Oh yeah, I I love um, like that Tiger team that lost was 119 games. Yeah, I was a baseball writer that at Sports Illustrated when that was going on. So if you said to me someone was like we will give you a good amount of money to write about that tiger season with like Delman young and Bobby Higginson. And like, wasn't it Delman young?
1: Yeah, it was Delman. It was Dimitri actually. The Dimitri Young. Yeah. We had Delman a few years later. Any young comes to the tigers in the two. I love
2: Dimitri young. He was awesome. Like really nice guy. And um, that team was so miserable. Like who was it? The, they had a 20 game loser. Didn't they have a 20 game loser on that team or 19 game loser? Yeah, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> but they were so bad. If you paid me, if you said, we want you to do a book about the ship all tigers of whatever year that was, I'd be in a hundred times (laughs) over.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the bad things are more interesting. And I I do just for the conversation. Is there a recent team that's been good that you think would be, oh, they'd be a good book for me?
2: Well, I think the, uh, I think the LeBron Heat would be a great book. Yeah. I really do. I think there are a lot of great, because I'm like, I'm all about the side characters, right? So like Birdman was on that team. Birdman's a great character. Ray Allen leaving Boston and going to Miami, and Kevin Garnett getting really mad at him is great. <laughs> Pat Riley kind of in the in you know putting it together, great. So I think the Heat somewhere along the line someone's going to do a great Heat Maybe it'll be. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, Ian Thompson kind of got there with the soul of basketball. But if you took your writing sensibilities with that story, like you can have twenty five dollars from me right now.
2: Thanks, man. Yeah. Say, just send me the twenty five bucks, and I'll be all right.
1: I mean, we do. We normally give our guests twenty five bucks. So I'll send you twenty five dollars. No problem. Great. Yeah. Um, so your, your, your books are laugh out loud, funny. Are there any jokes you couldn't get in that you really enjoyed?
2: Oh man. Through the years there have been, I mean, I, I don't know. You know, I make, it depends like the older I get and the more established I am, the more side references I can make, which is always a joy. Like I love, my thing is this, all right, this is going to sound weird, but I think you'll get it. When I was a kid, my dad and I went to Washington, DC. I'm from New York to visit my grandma who was in the hospital. We took a walk one day and it was election season. My dad thought it would be funny to take an election sign in Washington, like a local congressional sign, take it, bring it home and put it up in our neighborhood in New York. Right. <laughs> Nobody gets a joke except the two of us. Nobody else would get it, but there's something kind of cool about having a reference note. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense at all? Or is that dumb?
1: Absolutely. And I, I read your blog. You it's, you have all the Easter eggs in your books. Like you always work in like a reference to your wife. It's beautiful. There's a certain number. I think you always yeah, do.
2: Birthday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That That's great. So, so I, I
2: love those. I love those. Like there's a reference in this book. I did my dad's name, his business name, long story was Stanley hers. His real name is Stanley probably Stanley hers. And he was an executive search guy. So I was talking about Shaq, how nobody's worth 120 million. And I said, not Bill Clinton, not Pamela Anderson, not Stanley Heard, America's finest executive search uh, recruiter. I'm like, <laughs> nobody's going to know what that means. you know. Nobody, but it's not enough of a sticking point that someone would stop and be like, oh, this ruins a book. I don't know what he's talking about. You just kind of repassed it. And I love when I sent it to my dad and I was like, dad, go to page 54 or whatever it was.
1: That's great. That's all, is, it, is that the first time you've given your dad a shout out? or?
2: No, oh, there have been many.
1: Oh, awesome. So yeah. you wrote about AC Green. You wrote about Mark Madsen. Who was the more impressive
2: virgin? <laughs> I mean uh, I mean I was a virgin until I was about twenty. So my run was pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean I might have to write a book about you and put it alongside. Hey,
2: I'm good about that. But nobody <laughs> the thing about AC Green, the thing I didn't have that AC Green did have is um he gets to the Lakers. Everyone knows he's a virgin because he's made a big deal about his Christianity and his virginity at Oregon State. So he shows up. And all the Lakers were trying to get him laid. They start <laughs> taking bets, and they're passing around a hat. Who? How, how long is it going to take for AC Green to have sex? And um, so I would say Mark Madsen did not have that. Shaq was really nice and good to him. So, no, Mark Madsen didn't have that. So I would say as far as impressive virgins go, as far as resiliency, AC Green did not give in until he got married. And the sad thing is, and I don't know the story behind it, AC Green got married at like 35 years old. Mm. So I'm assuming he did not have sex until 35, 36. And then he got divorced not that long after. So I could see AC Green being like, "eh, wasn't that good?" Get divorced. They're <laughs> you know, like, "That's what I waited for all those years."
0: Yeah, he should have. They should have had his virginity in the stat line every time. They <laughs> should have had that. That is
1: a good idea. It's still maintained. Um, so I grew up. Every Thursday was Sports Illustrated day, and then I read a lot of page two. And like now that we have a little distance, like. Where does Page Two compare to like Sports Illustrated in terms of prestige for a writing career?
2: You're talking about Page Two at ESPN. Yeah, it's so prestigious. I had to think, what the hell is Page Two? Even though I did write for it for like a year <laughs> Come on, you were up um, there with
1: Bill Simmons, Hunter Thompson, Re- Jamel Rev was Wiley. For it. Yeah, Jamel
2: me- was writing Page Two. Yeah, there were a lot of good writers. Um, but yes, I mean SI to me was always the dream. I'm 48 years old, so I grew up. I grew up reading SI. Told my mom when I was a kid, I'm going to write for Sports Illustrated one day. Like it was the dream of dreams. Um, ESPN was a cool gig and it, it was good exposure, but it was just a gig. But yes, SI for me, it was like joining the dream team. I would say I was like late on the dream team when wow. I got to SI. You know, Jeff, like, do
0: you remember? Do you still remember your first day at SI?
2: Yeah, because I showed up wearing a suit. And it was ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody there wearing a suit. I I, uh,
1: I didn't get a job at Bleacher Report last year because I showed up to the final interview in a suit and they were like, "What's wrong with you?
2: Never show up in a suit." Oh, although wow. i'm skeptical that's probably not the reason i mean they just laid off like 90 percent of their staff so maybe you didn't get the job but...
1: <laughs> that's very <laughs> kind morning. of you. so you're talking about sports illustrated and you wrote some huge pieces for them especially the john rocker profile what was it like seeing your writing recounted on an episode of survivor
2: oh my god he's such a dick that's a thing <laughs> he's such a dick. he um What was weird was watching Survivor, and I did watch because he was on it. I wasn't a Survivor Watcher, but I was, he, first of all, he always, always lies about what happened, like always, without fail. He just lies and lies and lies, and the funny thing is, it was all on tape, and for years I didn't have the tape of it. Like, it was, I actually taped the interview, gave it to a fact checker named Victor Nunez at Sports Illustrated. Victor used the tape to check the story, and I never saw the tapes again. And all the years, John Rocker is saying, oh, this guy is just a liberal Jew with an agenda. And this guy who just this and that and he lied. and bl-. Truly. And about five years ago, four years ago, Victor Nunez DMs me. And he's like, hey, I was cleaning out my stuff and I found the tapes. Do you want the tapes? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want the tapes. And he sent me the tapes. And I listened to it on my little recorder. And of course, everything was right there. And I did a podcast episode where I talked about it and used some of the recordings. But cool. the thing about Rocker is he never has really had any um, credibility. It's not like people are like, you know, I really believe the story. But then I heard John Rocker. I heard that John <laughs> Rocker is selling Speak English t-shirts out of his car. And I thought that guy really has a lot of credibility. You know, so.
1: With, and I'm sure that you probably had like better hopes walking into that interview. Was there a moment in that interview where you're like, oh, I'm just destroying this guy?
2: No, because I, if you read the article, I'm, I really mean this. If you go back and read the article, I didn't destroy it. It was actually a very straight, it was not a column. Yeah, at well, all. There it was, was no editorializing in that uh, piece at all. It was me driving around with him. I will say the moment when I, um, there was a moment when I realized like, this is going to sound weird. There's a moment when I realized this was just a really kind of bad guy. And there's so many moments throughout the day, right? But there's one when I was like, this guy's just something wrong with him. <laughs> we were walking down a sidewalk. We were getting lunch. And he had a pen in his hand, right? This is going to yeah. sound really small. And you'll be like, really? That's the thing. We're walking and he has a pen in his hand. And I was walking a little behind him. And he dropped the pen and I picked up the pen and I said, Hey, you dropped your pen. And he goes, No, nah, man, I meant to do that. Like, <laughs> what? right. You get that, right? Yeah. Like you have a pen in your hand. We're at a strip mall. So they're probably garbage cans every 50 yards at max. And you just decide something in your head. The circuits go, I have this pen in my hand. I don't need this pen. Therefore I will drop it on the ground. <laughs> How is that even possible? So,
1: yeah. Oh, wow. It's littering. It's a waste of resources. John Rocker, not a good guy. <laughs> So, I've read a lot of your books. Football for a Buck. It was awesome. Did you mean to make me think Steve Young was the greatest quarterback who ever lived?
2: <laughs> no, he wasn't even the greatest USFL quarterback, but he was, um, he's one of my favorite people to deal with. He's just the best. He's a great storyteller, like a great storyteller. Um, did you know he almost got the, the role of, you know he was offered the role that Brett Favre had in There's Something About Mary?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh! Wow. he Did he like object to the content or something like that? Did or? not
2: object. See, he's not like that. What He he is Mormon though, and he loved the script, but he sort of said to the producers, he's like, uh, I just think this would not play well in the Mormon community, and it's not really worth it, worth it for me. You know? Mm, yeah, um, he's a really decent guy. The funny thing is, the best thing about that is, my favorite quote in the history of maybe my recording is when Brett Favre did there's something about Mary and he was so wooden in it, you know, yeah. it was not good.
0: Yeah.
2: And he's in, he's in the, the, you know, the next whatever training camp he's with the Packers and he's in the locker room. And a teammate comes up to him and says, man, Brett, you were, you were really wooden. in there's something about Mary and Favre's reply is how many movies have you sucked in? <laughs> oh. That is amazing. And if you, he-
1: reading your fire book like you have to that made me realize how lucky brett Favre was to be there because his his dad was his high school coach wouldn't let him throw the ball at all during high school so oh. that was just a good detail yeah. there i don't have a question
2: but um <laughs> it doesn't say much about it's funny how everyone's like his dad was a great coach you literally had a son with a nuclear arm for like a nuclear weapon for an arm and you threw six times a game like eh, i don't know if i'd say Great coach. No way. You know, like imagine having Brett Favre as your quarterback, and you're like, "We were, we have a five six running back. We really need to get that guy the ball."
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think <laughs> you even wrote about he only had like one game where he was allowed to throw the ball in high school.
2: Yeah, he. Uh, I think he averaged about overall, he averaged about five passes a game. You know, and like, Dang. I mean, it was a different period. Obviously, it was a different time period. we did not throw as much. Yeah.
0: yeah, at least you passed. Uh, I don't know, like fifteen. You know, just to see what you do. You
1: know, but hey, also, he's your
2: kid right like you want him to get a scholarship and he's gifted so yeah
1: you know, yeah too close to home um you, that Nick Nick van Exel saying Cancun on three have you come across anything where a joke has done more damage to an athlete's career
2: that's a great question
1: I mean I'm a comic I get in trouble for jokes all the time and that <laughs> yeah. seems like it's the most repercussions for a joke I've ever seen
2: I see. I guess it wasn't a joke. I was going to say Brett Favre sending a picture of his penis to Jen Sturger, not the best. Like that did not end well.
0: But that probably wasn't
2: a joke. I think he actually thought this is a crazy thing. I know this is off subject. Imagine being a guy and thinking you know how I'm really going to get this woman to sleep with you. You know how I'm really (laughs) going to impress her. I'm going to send her a picture of my penis. That's just going to win her over. Yeah. You know what women love? Visual AIDS. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know what she really wants to see? My hairy balls. Like that will win (laughs) her over. I can't. This will be great.
1: And. I love Three Rings. The craziest thing was, how, how did Olden Polinese end up in that book?
2: Because he was um he was at the fight between Shaq and Kobe. He was playing pickup, and um, he just happened to be there. And I read somewhere he was there, and I reached out to him, and he lives in L.A., and I just drove up and hung out with him at Starbucks. Great guy. Cool. Great name.
1: Yeah, one of the best. Best name. Old I, I have the fantasy basketball name Olden Polly with my niece, because you got to have a bad name in your basketball. If you see him again, let him know.
2: That's but, awesome. I would tell him.
1: Yeah. How many fights total were in this book?
2: Probably about six or seven. Yeah, there were. Actually, 10. Not all Shaq and Kobe though. Like there was Rick Fox, Doug Christie.
1: Yeah. Rick Fox came across great in his fight. Rick Fox came across better than anyone in the book I felt, but I was really relieved to tell people that. A lot of Oz fans in my life. And I, oh, was, yeah. I was really glad you went so deep involved with the refereeing in Kings Lakers 2002. Yeah. Did the players in that game kind of think it was fixed?
2: I don't think they did at the time. Um, I think they just thought this is really fucked up. Like I don't think I think they think this was really awful officiated. I don't think most players when they're playing basketball think these refs are paid off until it comes up later. I don't think at the time they did though.
1: Maybe maybe if you've watched this year's like playoffs, you would see they all think it's they're complaining so much.
2: I had someone say to me just today on a podcast, do I think the NBA gave Miami game three? And I was like, Ooh. I didn't watch, so I don't know, but it seems unlikely.
1: Yeah, no way. Would you ever, did you consider interviewing any of the referees in that game?
2: I tried reaching out to him, but I couldn't get him. So I did try.
1: Cool. Yeah, it might be Kobe getting this upset over a $100 debt, but what's the craziest gambling story you've come across in your research?
2: With the Lakers or everything?
1: Um, I'll take both answers, actually, if you you got them.
2: Well, I mean, this one, it would be Kobe getting in a fight with Samaki Walker because he didn't pay off 100 bucks. So that has to be, uh, has to be number one. Um, I wrote a book about the 86 Mets and Lenny Dykstra gambled like nobody's business. And <laughs> what was the one, there was one, he was in Montreal and he just lost so much money. And, um, I don't remember the specifics, but it might've involved him naked at some point. Something like that. He was, a uh, you know, back then he was a real they had a lot of really bad gamblers on the eighty six Mets, and they were gambling all the time, nonstop, large amounts of money. Um, but I don't remember specifics. For a long time. So.
1: Okay, so the eighty-six Mets were wild as hell. Um, which Met was the most fun to interview?
2: My favorite guy on that team was probably uh Kevin Mitchell, who used to be a gangbanger in San Diego and has a bullet lodged in his back. And First of all, he's a really nice guy. He actually is a really nice guy. And um, he, uh, <coughs> the Mets really did him wrong. Like they basically, Strawberry and Gooden were both using cocaine. Kevin Mitchell was not. They assumed that the third young African American star was the troublemaker because he was from San Diego and a gangbanger. And instead of getting rid of Gooden or Strawberry, they actually traded Kevin Mitchell. And it was really not cool. I, that guy's great. And, uh, you know, went on to be an MVP with the Giants.
1: Yeah. I'm reading that book now. It's great. Um, you know, I just couldn't get enough after three ring circus. So I went into that and I appreciate you taking the time with us again. I love your writing. If any sports fans are out here, read your work. Do you have anything coming up the pipeline after this or just chilling and doing the PR tour for it?
2: I think I'm going to do a book about the, uh, Moses Malone's year with the Atlanta Hawks.
1: (laughs) Hey, (laughs) I, I will display it prominently. I promise you that.
2: That'd be amazing. I'm actually doing my next book is a Bo Jackson biography. Oh,
1: wow. Sign me. Yeah. I'll just vend me another $25. You can Um, pay me now. Okay. (laughs) Done. All right. Jeff Perlman, thank you for coming on the walk on. I appreciate you doing that and I appreciate your work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was very fun.
2: All right. All right, guys. Take
1: care. Later. That was Jeff Perlman giving us some pearls about the John Walker interview, about the 2,000 Lakers. That was that, cool. That was fun, that right? That was super cool. And I liked you chiming in, bragging. I'm going to get you that book. I enjoyed it yeah, so
0: am Yeah, really, I really want to uh, dive in. I want to read this Brett Favre.
1: Uh, oh, well. there's there's a hundred pages about how his dad wouldn't let him throw the football in, in high school. It's crazy. I can't
0: believe that. That is so dumb. <laughs> as a just, as you right. Like, as a parent, you're just not going to put your kid like, in a place to succeed. But okay, he can have a rocket arm, but he just you know cover up the WMDs. So I
1: get it. Yeah. But really fun having him on. And it's so it's always fun walking. And, you know, I had this author I was excited to talk about, but I, was, I, I had just a, as much fun killing time with the bra guy. Hey, we had a good time. We had a good time. It was fun. So we got Browns Colts coming up. Woo. We've got all sorts of craziness surrounding the sports world. Will we have the NBA Finals to talk about next show? COVID. COVID football COVID-free team. COVID-free podcasts. <laughs> This is the one good zone in the world. I step out of this room, there's all the problems, but if I get here, I get in the desk, and you're over there at the John Wilkes, life is good. (laughs) It's legit, now. the John Wilkes. Yeah, (laughs) bammy at the John Wilkes. Oh, I love it, okay. That could be your cover band. I love it. If you liked me, I had a great deep dive with Jamoke Davis on Just for Sport. We taped it today. We'll be back on Wednesday. We have our first segment Oh. And it's your it's a Bam Star Vehicle. Oh. It is Judge Bam. We have dun, you're, dun. You're see you're hearing out a court case. Yes. That is, you know, between the plaintiff wanted his buddy to place a bet for the Heat to win the NBA finals during a Vegas trip. The buddy didn't place the bet. So you're gonna resolve that for them great then we have the roast ghost eli sayers college football diehard he's gonna hold our hand we're gonna talk a little bit about the college football landscape right maybe a little NASCAR. Wow. yeah so we're gonna we're gonna to touch on some demos we haven't touched and then we're, we're we're marching with the walk-on and if you're listening if you're watching thank you for watching with us please subscribe please give us a good review. I think iTunes does the most for us. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I am <laughs> old. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for enjoying the show, and I'm enjoying your enjoyment. Until next time, this is Joel Wachowski for TPN. I am walking off.